everyone to Divine Transmissions. I'm Lisa Marie Shakti Ma. So happy to have you guys here. So today we're going to be talking about the inner child and the connection to magic. So if you're viewing this live, I invite you to come and participate and chat with me because I just enjoy um, the interaction so very much. So I would like to bring in some information that I received recently about the inner child. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what is the inner child and kind of where the distortion is within the inner child and, and kind of how to reconnect. And then also today I have a giveaway to offer you guys. So definitely listen and stay tuned. So we talk a lot about this inner child and in, in spirituality. It's something that even psychologists mention. It's, it's an understanding that has been around for quite some time. But so what is the inner child from my perspective? Through my work and uh, with my clients and with myself, first and foremost, I've experienced the inner child as a connection to the younger version of ourselves because in that young version of ourself that's when we are the essence of the inner child so it usually comes through around two to three years of age though people do vary as to how long they kind of hold on to that essence and maybe they don't even make it to two years of age just kind of depending on the family structure and the environment that they're raised in so that's just a general rule of thumb as always. So around two to three years of age is where we start to become distorted in that space. So before that or up until then, we are the essence of the inner child. So what is the inner child? The inner child is that space of curiosity. So again, Think to a young child as I say these things. They're curious about everything, right? Like we stick everything in our mouth <laughs> at that age. Maybe we're extremely hungry. Now we want to like check it out, right? Via our mouth. We're always exploring things, getting into stuff. Like the minute children can crawl, they start to, you know, open up cabinets and take everything apart. It's all curiosity. There's also a lot of joy, just that laughter, that humor, like the smallest little things. What better way to like boost your ego than go hang out with a little kid? Because like no matter what you do or say, they're going to laugh. It's great because they're just joyous, blissful, all of those things. A couple of other things is, is that they're very, very trusting. They don't know distrust. They only know trust. We're not born with distrust. So, of course, you know, they'll take anybody's hand. They'll sit on many people's laps. They may not enjoy all of that, but they trust. They're kind of like, okay, here I am. I guess this is all right. They trust their environment. They don't really know what danger is the most part. They definitely know how to have fun, how to be playful, how to just let loose. They have no judgment of themselves 
whether this is appropriate or inappropriate, right? Like they'll just rip their diaper off. <laughs> they don't care because they haven't been taught all of that stuff. But what I was recently shown, which I really adore, I've done a lot of work on my own inner child and I would like to bring some of those stories into this space. But what I was shown, I guess it was about two weeks ago when I started to, started to show up very predominantly in this space, meaning currently this is something that the collective consciousness is really working to kind of reattach to, reconnect to our inner child. And so in my one-on-one -on -one sessions, it was really coming up a lot. I don't bring that in. That's just if it's relevant for that person in that moment. And it just kept popping up. The inner children showed up and were like, I want to connect. I want to connect, which has happened in the past. But this time to experience the inner child in a slightly different variation. And that was the expression of magic. So I don't want to go into too much detail here, but if you start to really understand what magic is, I like to label it or define it also as divine orchestration. Although you can have your own kind of personal divine orchestration or you can have a divine orchestration at large. But it's the beauty of energy lining up. It's things working through intention. It's things showing up because of the belief that they can. The space that's created through belief or lack of belief, I should almost say. Because when we're a child, we don't know that magic, quote unquote, doesn't exist. We haven't been taught that. We only know what we directly experience. And in that space of the inner child, we are a direct essence of the frequency that we incarnated into this life with. Because again, we haven't taken on all of these limiting beliefs, patterns, behaviors that we start to learn very, very early on. We just are. We are the exact expression of this frequency for this incarnation. Many of you may realize that you have the ability to create magic. You may even be doing it, especially right now. I would say in the past six months, the space for magic has radically opened up. It can be very simple magic, like uh, sequenizing of numbers, or it can be very complex magic, where you're really creating things in your life quite magically, things are showing up, you're creating them through your intention. Whatever it is, it's very, very present right now. And so these inner children that were showing up were showing me how magically inclined they were. It basically is, they were showing me the absolute gifts, talents, abilities of their adult self. They were kind of like, hey, watch this. You can do this. So I want to bring in one of my own personal stories into this. I didn't realize for a long time I had kind of forgotten some of these things. And then as I came back into, as I came into spirituality, started meditating all this, I started to remember these things. 
and it was such a beautiful memory and and space to be bringing up these things because I started to create these kind of these dots connecting the dots so to speak so when I was really little there were a couple of things that I intrinsically knew I could do like I wasn't told I could do it I didn't watch it on some tv show I just was like yeah I can totally do that one of them was is I used to always lose a dream and this was again when I was quite young it comes in about like five to six and I loved candy, like I loved candy. And so I would lose a dream and in my dream, I would come across a candy bar. And I'd be like, yay, fantastic. I am going to bring this back into my reality with me. And it's gonna show up, this is how like confident I was, it's gonna show up on my bedside table. And it would just be like, that's just what's gonna happen. And it wouldn't. And then I would like wake up and like, oh, okay, bummer. All right. I didn't even get discouraged. I did it over and over and over again. And then I started to get discouraged. The other thing that I knew I could do is I knew I could control objects with my mind. And so I would try like, oh yeah, I can totally move that. And of course it wouldn't happen. And I would try again, I try again from this deep knowing that my inner child reminded me that I used to do this even into like first grade. And that's really where it stopped for me. It's first grade. <laughs> Funny that, right? Public schools. <laughs> the other thing I did was I had a bunch of beings, angels and cosmic beings that I spoke to all the time. I communicated with animals, which I do now. And of course they were labeled my imaginary friends. So, through this process of like, totally, I can do that. And then it not working. I learned to distrust myself, which was one of the deepest rooted energies I had. And one of the most beautiful to find and untangle. So when my inner child started to show me this stuff. I was like, wow. But then it was kind of like, well, why couldn't I do those things? And it was because we were in third density at the time and our third density agreements were not <laughs> that level of ability. So I entered into a space, a density. I wasn't really aware that I came in. I mean, you know, you're a little kid, right? You're not aware that you're in this density that says, yeah, actually that can't happen. That can't occur. So I lost much of my magic until later on when I reconnected to my inner child. And so that was, you know, that's been my story. And I haven't really, I've said it a couple of times, but I didn't really relate it until these last couple of weeks where these inner children were showing up and showing me the same thing for themselves and their adult version. I'm like, yeah, they are like, I can do this and I can do that. And they were actually kind of running the healing, running the, the one-on-one -on -one session. As soon as I connected to them, I just, you know, channeled, I just sat down, sat back and watched as they took over and did healings, did, you know, encoding to their adult version of themselves. It was so incredibly beautiful. So just take a moment to kind of take a breath. And I want you to know that if you're watching this, 
you yourself are very magical, which is why you're seeing this episode. Even if you don't remember like I do, the exact things that you could or couldn't do, I want you to really know or start to draw in the belief that you were and still are very, very magical. It's just your disconnect from your inner child and your allowance within that space that either allows it to flow from you or does not. But claim this. Claim your magic. And of course, I'm not speaking about, you know, magic in the form of rituals and like pagan rituals and, and all of that, witchcraft, which I personally have no problem with. That's a beautiful form of, of work all through intention. But magic is so much larger than that. So much broader of a genre <laughs> than that. So everything that I was speaking about is magic. You know, telepathy is magic. Being able to, you know, read subtle energies is magic. Speaking to animals is magic. Beginning to manipulate your reality is most definitely magic. So magic comes in a lot of forms. So just dropping your idea or potential understanding of what magic is and really opening to what is my magic? Because it even comes through that your, my, your magic might deal with art and creativity, which is another thing that gets very blocked, right? Like another, another example of myself is I used to, at a very young age, I wrote like crazy stories. I wrote poems. I drew like mad. And then I lost all of that. That was a little bit later that I lost, but it just, it just shut off. It was like a tap that just went... But there's lots of forms of magic, but really getting curious, right? Bringing in that curiosity. It's like, what is my magic? Because just as in your unique everything, you'll have your unique magic. And that might be similar to mine or to somebody else's, but it will still be uniquely yours. So a lot of times when we start to ask that question, for one thing, the universe always answers your questions. It's about receiving. It's about opening up to receiving those answers. And that also has a lot to do with the connection to your inner child. So before I continue, I wanna mention this giveaway. So on Sunday, this last Sunday, I was uh, drawn to do a divine transmission group orientation where I create the setting in Zoom and I transmit love light in the form of energy, sound, and words through to the participants. And the theme was connecting and healing of the inner child. So the giveaway is a free recording of that transmission. And just know that you don't have to have been there. That's the divine intelligence that comes through, that is channeled through me. It will work just as well if you are listening to the recording as if you're in person. It was a very, very powerful session and it definitely will help you reconnect. It was so much fun uh, to your inner child and start to open up that space so you can 
realize and experience your magic. So to claim the giveaway, you can either call in and give your information or chat, give your, your name and your email address uh, through the chat or calling in, or you can also email me directly at info at shaktima.net. So info at S-H-A-K is in kite, T-I-M-A dot net. So back to this inner child. What happens to our inner child? The main word that has come through is suppression, right? We learn to suppress ourselves. We learn to suppress our authentic expression. We learn to suppress and potentially traumatically disconnect from our inner child. For those who experienced trauma at an early age, that trauma is usually wedged between you and that inner child. So whether that's sexual trauma or physical trauma or emotional trauma, it can be a pretty big wedge. And remember, you don't always remember everything that happened to you. So it's really important to stay open. If you have troubles connecting to your inner child, you don't have to know the trauma, but maybe stay open to something, to the, the idea that something pretty drastic happened and you've closed that off and you've blocked out those memories. And that's okay because you can still connect to your inner child regardless. So trauma is one of the biggest ways. It creates one of the largest wedges, so to speak, between ourselves and our inner child. Why is that? Because in that moment, we didn't feel safe. The inner child is also extremely vulnerable, right? The young child is vulnerable. And they're reliant on, you know, parents and guardians and those around them to keep them safe. And it is a part of our just kind of primal understanding that if we don't feel safe, we have to have some level of shutting down to try to protect ourselves. So the not feeling safe. So again, that can be something very traumatic or it can be something that is much more subtle. I've had a lot of people say, I had a really good childhood. So it doesn't mean that you had this traumatic, horrible, horrific childhood, okay? And it's really important, again, to be aware and kind of be open to this. Because I've connected with a lot of people who thought that they had a really good childhood, and I'm not saying that they didn't. But that doesn't mean that there wasn't some sort of disconnect or suppression of their inner child. Because, just like I said, and this comes through right now, like, when did I lose the majority of my connection to my gifts was first grade. Okay, I went to preschool. I went to kindergarten, but first grade. That's like the big, you know, public school. And those kinds of environments do not support or facilitate our unique expression or even like the inner child essence. It all of a sudden is like, sit at your seat and be quiet. Listen, pay attention, stop messing around. That was inappropriate. You can't say that. Don't behave like that. You're being too much. Slow down, calm down, sit down. Do you see all of the no, 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 no's basically. And we just go from this massive expanded being. Wow. 
wow, like everything I do is wrong. I must really suck. <laughs> and there's a level of that that settles in to everybody. I promise you, everybody has some level of like, oh, I'm, I'm not so good. I suck or, oh, and the level of that, just like everything else is a spectrum of how much you feel not worthy and not enough, basically, based on, you know, how much you were told to some degree or another that you were too much or you got to stop doing that or you're inappropriate or why are you like that? And it can get even worse, of course, like your parents could tell you, like, you make my life difficult or, you know, why are you like this? You know, I mean, there's a lot of variations to that. But another part of it is, is our actual, again, I talked about this in one of my previous episodes of our authentic expression. Again, when you're a little kid, you just express. You have no understanding of what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. What's like, <laughs> what's the term like uh, in, in, inside voice, outside voice, like you scream, right? All the time because you feel good. So you scream or you feel bad. So you scream, you just scream for the heck of it. <laughs> so we get taught and I'm not saying all of these teachings are wrong. I'm just bringing in perspective. So we get taught that you have to have an inside voice. You have to be quiet. We get taught that maybe we shouldn't say things like that, that that's inappropriate, that we shouldn't act like that, that that's inappropriate. So we get started to put into boxes of what is appropriate, what's not, what's right or what's wrong. The other example that comes through is like young kids just color, right? They literally, they take something and they just, they just take one color and it doesn't matter how many lines are, what the lines look like, and they just color the whole thing. And then you're like, then you're taught like, oh no, you got to stay between the lines, stay in the lines, right? And while, again, that's a beautiful way to learn how to be artistic, it's very, very symbolic. Stay between the lines. And when I did my own work into my inner child, that was one of the biggest things that I had to really see and face because I was spanked as a little kid. And so to go outside of the lines was a big deal. You know, of course, not coloring outside the lines, but again, symbolically going outside the lines. It hurt. It caused me physical pain. So I learned that, hey, you know what? These, these lines are super important. And I got to stay between them. And things get shut down because those lines are restrictive. Those lines are limiting. Those lines are very narrow, to be quite honest. And so we start shutting down things, shutting down aspects of ourselves, shutting down ways in which we express in order to stay within those lines. Yeah. So Mindy comments that one of the biggest things that came to her is why do you have to embarrass me like that? And I'm so glad you said that, Mindy, because I was trying to I must have been feeling you because I, that was right, right at the tip of my tongue and I couldn't quite come up with it. That's a big statement from your parents. Again, that you're somehow not very good because you embarrass your parents. The other thing is, you know, the subtle energies, right? For one, we start to lose connection to the subtle energies because a lot of times as children, we're scared of them. 
we sense them, we may even see them, and nobody tells us what they are. And because a lot of times we're told that they don't exist. Okay, so they don't exist, but I'm seeing them. Or they don't exist, but I'm feeling them or talking to them like I was, right? They don't exist, but I'm really scared of them. Oh, you're safe. They don't even say that. They just say it doesn't exist. So we're, it's not like we're comforted and taught that we're safe, even if we are seeing these things and we're safe regardless of what we're experiencing. And then we stay open because that, that openness is vulnerability. As I've mentioned before, vulnerability is crazy powerful because it includes, you, you're open in that space but you're, you're vulnerable. And in all honesty, you're not vulnerable in the way that we've termed that word. Now in your adulthood, you can have complete control, so to speak, as much control that exists in the universe over your energy and over what comes into your space and all of that. So vulnerable doesn't mean that you're going to be attacked or injured or hurt or that you're weak. It just means that you're open, quite frankly. But we learned in those moments of experiencing these, you know, subtle energies that they weren't real and we were wrong. And because we didn't feel safe, because clearly we're wrong, again, we shut down that space. And the other thing is, is like um, a lot of what comes through right now is a lot of people would feel into emotions of the people around them right like oh my god grandpa's really angry and then when they would say something they'd be like i'm not angry oh okay i guess i'm wrong <laughs> again that space isn't safe because i expressed it and i got told off so that's not safe i'll shut that down so you can see the ways in which all of these spaces literally get shut down from us. So we become distorted, disconnected in our inner child because we're never actually disconnected, right? So I use that word, but I prefer to say distorted. But just so you understand what I mean by distorted, I'll use disconnected. <laughs> They're just words. So what is the distorted inner child? One of the biggest ones is distrust. If you distrust your environment, if you distrust people, if you distrust circumstances, then of course, within that distress, after you learn that distress as an inner child, as a young child, you will then project that distrust into your reality and your reality will reflect back to you that it's not a space to be trusted. So you will validate that distrust throughout your life and it'll become more and more solidified within you. So distrust is one of the biggest by far. And this is the space where people, you know, struggle to surrender, struggle to have faith, struggle to trust themselves, right? Like a lot of people talk about, well, I want to be empowered. I want to embody, but like, I'm scared of myself. Why are you scared of yourself? Because when you were in that beautiful essence of your unique expression, you were told that that was wrong. So of course you're scared of yourself. Some other examples of the distorted inner child is <clears throat> a disconnect to intuition or 
not trusting your intuition. So if, if you can't connect intuitively, because everybody's intuitive, everybody is intuitive. Ultimately, everybody is empathic, but many people have shut that stuff down so hard that they may never get to that again in this life. And that's okay, that's their journey. But everybody has these abilities. So same thing with intuition and empathic ability is, is our emotion. And you can see this, of course, very clearly in men, right? Because the men specifically, but this goes for women as well, young children, it was like, boys don't cry. You're, you're tough. You're okay, right? When boys get hurt, it's like, you're tough. You're okay. You'll be fine. We just shut them down, like stop doing that, stop doing that. Society doesn't like it when you show emotion. And so they don't even know what emotion is. And then anytime they feel anything, they push it down, they don't understand it and they can't connect to their emotions, let alone anybody else's emotions. And then funny enough, we have an emotionless society. Ironic, right? Creativity, like I mentioned. If you were creative and you can't be like I was or was, uh, or if you just struggle to be creative in any shape or form, that's another example of the distorted uh, inner child. Boundaries. So these two go hand in hand. <clears throat> Difficulty setting boundaries as well as attachment codependency. Because in that moment when we started to shut ourselves down, there's a level of abandonment that literally happens <clears throat> or is, is perceived to have happened within ourselves. This is kind of a difficult thing to explain, so bear with me. Before all of that happens, right, we're, we're open and we're vulnerable. We think everything's safe. We trust. And then as these things come in and we think, gee, I'm really not safe, we start to close ourselves off and we start to, you know, pull away from, kind of disconnect from ourselves. So when I reach into the inner child with these sessions with clients, a lot of them feel abandoned by themselves, by the adult version, by the awareness of the adult. But it's, it's not really the adult, it's themselves, of course, because it's all inside, right? So the abandonment, it wasn't safe. And we abandoned ourselves. Oh, I'm just going to, this isn't safe. I'm going to shut it all down and I'm just, I'm out of here. And in some ways we do like, right. We hear about coming out of our bodies and not being in our bodies. Well, that's one of those ways we just, oh, I'm just going to jump ship now. <laughs> Don't really care if there's a life vest or anything out there because probably that's safer than in here. <laughs> so we abandoned ourselves. So the fear that that abandonment will happen in our relationships, whether it's friendships or intimate relationships or however, is very, very strong. Because we just think, gee, the minute something goes wrong, people jump ship. Why? Because that's what I did to myself. The minute things got difficult, I jumped ship. So that's just how it is. And that creates a lot of attachment in relationships and codependency. And within all of that is the lack of boundaries, same thing. Because when you're open and you're vulnerable, 
and then you feel like you're not safe, everything gets very twisted as far as how do you stand in your ground, in your boundaries and say, hey, no, I'm going to paint the sky whatever color I want. Because one of Mindy says that she was told that the sky had to be blue, right? So the, the boundaries get shady. Always having to do things the right way. Like I said, I really thought I had to really stay between the lines. So doing right, like if you're always like, oh, is that the right thing to do? Or gee, I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to rock the boat. And if you're always concerned, again, that's not, it's a beautiful thing, but seeing that there's some distortion there. And of course, if you have, if you struggle to let loose, this was another example that I had. You struggle to let loose and just enjoy yourself. Like dance, regardless of whether you can or not, because you don't care. Sing, regardless of whether you can or not, because you don't care. Be silly, be goofy, play, do stupid stuff, be weird. All of that stuff is the distortion of the inner child. So once again, just calling everybody to take a nice deep breath. This may have triggered you, may have brought some light into some shadow. So just realize, acknowledge that you want to reconnect, that you want to heal this relationship, that you want to open back up to your inner child. just kind of calling that in energetically our intention is very powerful so just taking a nice deep breath and setting the intention yeah i'm ready i want to open this can of worms <laughs> i want to experience life again in this childlike way Hmm. So now this beautiful thing comes up. Before I mention that, I want to again mention the giveaway. So I am giving away a recording that I for an event that I did on Sunday. It was an inner child connection and healing event. So it was a divine transmission, right? I channel words, sound, and energy. And it was the theme of the inner child. So just know it doesn't matter whether you were present or not, physically or not. It's divine intelligence, so it works on everybody and whatever they uniquely need. So I'm giving away that recording, and you can either text in your information, call in your information, or send me an email, just sending in your name and your email so I can email it to you. And my email is info at shaktima.net. So that's S-H-A-K as in kite, T-I. Amazon Mary a.net, shaktima.net. 
I would really like to get that recording out to as many people as possible. Because again, I get, you know, this messages, this is what our collective is doing. And I want to share the love. So one thing that I had come in one time when I was talking about inner child that wants to be mentioned here that I just loved so much is I had this beautiful person ask me, well, so I'm told that I need to be more responsible in life. So, and I can't remember exactly how she worded it, but basically she, basically she was asking, if I connected my inner child, would that make me more irresponsible? And I love that so much because it's a beautiful misunderstanding, but it's a great thing to kind of open up to because you're not a child. So as I use that part of your life to help you connect to who you were in that space, that's not who you are now, right? You're an adult. Not only are you an adult, and I don't mean, probably you shouldn't use that label. <laughs> you are who you are now through all of your experiences in life. Let's put it that way. You're not two or three years of age without all of the experience that you've had. So you're vastly different in the way that you understand your reality. So connecting to your inner child isn't, you know, bringing yourself back to that level of relating to your world. It brings that essence into your understanding now. But I just, that came through, wanted to be said, and I really just adored that question. So no, of course, it has nothing to do with being responsible or irresponsible within your life. That's kind of a whole other question, but you can most definitely be joyous, be playful, be creative, be silly, be vulnerable, and still be, you know, quote unquote, responsible, even though <laughs> I definitely push the limits of what is responsible. <laughs> But instead of thinking like, I like how this is coming through right now. So instead of thinking like it's going to somehow like be resistant, the responsibility, the responsible you and the inner child is some going to how knock heads. What's going to happen is it's going to bring those beautiful traits of the inner child into that quote unquote responsibility. So what do I mean by that? It means you get to have fun with everything. And I'm not, <laughs> I really mean that. You get to have fun with paying your taxes. You get to have fun with like the most mundane, like adult responsibilities there is. You get to have fun with it. And you get to bring that magic in. Like, I, like this whole conversation is about into those moments as well. How fun is that? Let's just take a moment. Let's just take a moment to play with this. Bringing magic into taxes. <laughs> that's, just, that's just too fun for me not to touch on. There's a lot of possibility there. What do I mean by that? I mean by how you go about paying your taxes, what you actually owe in your taxes, how your taxes get done. All of that has space and much more. I'm just claim, naming a couple of different aspects there. Have space for magic. 
And I know part of you is probably going like, okay, now she's really kind of like pushing my level of belief. Wonderful. I'm so glad I could do that for you. It's only your level of belief in yourself that restricts or opens up that space, right? Just like me, like I just knew, oh, I can totally do these things. Nobody else around me did them. I'd never seen them done, but that didn't mean that it wasn't possible. I just knew I could do them, right? Going back to that level of deep knowing and belief is extremely powerful. And you don't have to start really big like that with your taxes and things that are really maybe contradictory. You can start with little things. And this is a great way to connect to your magic is you start with little things, little ways, simple ways, easier ways in which to bring that magic in and utilize it. And then as your reality reflects that and says, oh, yes, here, let me do this for you. You get validation instead of I was non-validated, invalidated, whatever the word is. It's opposite. You get validated. And then the belief starts to deepen and deepen and deepen. It's like, ah, this shit is real. Because again, we're in a different space, guys. Magic exists right now, very, very predominantly. And it's only going to get more bigger. So please, 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 guys, even if you're watching the replay or listening to the replay of this, reach out to me and get this recording because I want you guys to experience this magic. But I'll still give you some ways in which to connect to your inner child. One of the best ways is to simply set that intention. And if you can, <clears throat> You can find a picture of yourself. This came through to me, and this is only be visible for those who are watching the video version of this, but you can find a picture of yourself. And again, it's gotta be pretty young where you have that uh, inner childlike essence. So I'll share with you guys mine. Look at that, look at that face and just the joy and the openness and the excitement, everything that exists right there. That is the inner child. So if you can find a picture of yourself in that energy, that helps you because it kind of gives you like a focal point. Okay. So again, if you're not watching the video, if you're listening to this, it's about finding a photo, like I said, around two years of age, because you want to be in that active space, two to three years of age where you're active, but you haven't yet started to distort. And you can see it. Like I went back in time through my photos and I could see the distortion get lighter and lighter and then bam there i am <laughs> it was so cool so find that photo so that you kind of have a visual the visual can really help and you have like a like a timeline to focus your intention on and so what do i mean by that i mean a time so to speak because everything exists right now so this version of me exists right now we create the timeline so I can literally go to that version of myself right now, connect to her, talk to her, everything. And it is real because it all exists in the same moment. That version of me is not in the past. It's right here, right now. It's powerful. 
and that is magic. So it gives you something to, to focus on, that period of time, that essence of you, that you, so to speak. And then through meditation, in trance, through a shamanic journey, even it comes through of just going out into a space that really you feel held in, like Gaia, like Mother Nature. And just feeling really held in that space and supported in your inner child journey. Because Gaia is great at that. She loves to support us in her inner child. And then visualizing that version of yourself, calling, using your intention. Once again, intention is very, very powerful. Using your intention to call yourself in. Calling that version of yourself in. Your inner child. And first, just allow. Hmm. This is what the archetype of the inner child is saying right now. Just allow. Why? Because a lot of them feel angry, abandoned, sad, scared, abused. So you can't necessarily like connect to them and go like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Like, come back into my life. They'll be like, wow. <laughs> Allow. That's what the archetype is saying. Meaning connect and just be because in that space there's allowance there's acceptance there's I'm not here to hurt you I'm not here to do anything I just I just want to be here with you what a beautiful thing right as children we just want somebody to be with us they don't have to even play with us we like that but even if they just sit there and like give us the time of day we just absorb it we're just like yay so do that with your inner child. Just be with them. Acknowledge them. And one of the biggest messages that's been coming through the last couple of weeks is be available. So what do I mean by that? Just allow. Be available to them. If they want to yell at you, allow that. If they want to come snuggle with you, allow that. If they want to stay really far away, allow that. Be available to what wants to show up to what wants to occur. And bring in with your intention, a lot of love and acceptance into that space. I mean, imagine yourself as that, as that little you. That's an easy thing to love. Just really sending love and acceptance and being available. And the first time a lot might not happen but know that it's very, very powerful. And then the next time you go in, or the next time, things will start to happen. Connection wants to be created, wants to be opened back up. So just keep allowing and things will start to happen. Healing, forgiveness, all of that can occur within yourself. Again, the giveaway that I'm giving is a recording of the inner child event that I did, Connection and Healing. So you can get a free copy of that by sending in your information via chat, calling in, 
or emailing me directly at info at shaktima.net. I'll send you that recording. And it's very, very powerful. It's a very clear connection to the inner child. I also offer, of course, one-on-one -on -one sessions, one-on-one -on -one divine transmissions, where if you set the intention to connect with your inner child, that is exactly what will happen. Or if you set the intention to clarify your intuition or connect to your magic or something along those lines, the inner child may be a part of that. It really depends on what's the highest good of, for you. But those sessions are very, very unique to that individual. And the intention really sets it, really creates everything. I just channel the energy, but they are magical, <laughs> truly. And so much fun and transformational. I'm a divine catalyst, so I really help people ultimately massively shift. But all of this resides within you. Intuitive ability, empathic ability, deep, pure trust, magic, creativity, playfulness, playfulness. That's one of my favorites. Because I also, well, quite frankly, I couldn't dance unless I was really drunk. <laughs> I don't drink anymore. <laughs> I was in my 20s. <laughs> but I couldn't. I love to dance. <laughs> but I was so concerned about dancing wrong or being judged or whatever that I couldn't do it unless I was drunk. And then I would dance all night long. <laughs> you could not get me off the dance floor. Now I will dance. Whatever, all the time, I don't care. I don't dance well. Same with singing. I am not a good singer, but I sing because it's fun and I enjoy it. And I enjoy laughing at myself, not just with the singing, though I do mean that. I laugh at myself all the time. And not laugh as in judge, like laugh like, oh my God, that's hilarious. And that is such an expansive energy because it's rooted in acceptance. Again, it's not a laughter out of judgment. It's a laughter out of like, wow, that is so much fun. Can't believe I did that. That's hilarious. And in that space is, is expansion and acceptance and understanding. But when you start to really step into these energies and connect to your inner child, your reality begins to reflect that. So last week's episode was in the power of the mind. If you haven't watched that one, I highly recommend it because it's how we project our beliefs, our thoughts into our reality. So as you begin to connect to that inner child and that trust, and that playfulness and that intuition, you begin to project that into your reality and your reality begins to reflect all of that beauty. And so magic shows up in your life, divine orchestration, which I talk all the time about because I adore it. I really, really adore it because it's so beautiful. The way that things are created in the most 
intricate and vast at the same time. Ways, perfect. Blows my mind. All of that begins to show up in your space. Everything becomes more fun, more enjoyable. Your relationships totally shift because there's not that fear of abandonment. You're with yourself. You've got yourself now. You're holding space for yourself. And all of this comes into all of the moments of your life. All of the moments become infused with a childlike essence. And I shouldn't say all moments because it's not always like that. We have other aspects. We have our divine feminine. We have our divine masculine, which I'll be talking about as well in further episodes. So they shift. We have all three of them, but what's being presented shifts and plays. But it comes into your reality. In the most beautiful, profound ways. So I hope you guys will reach out for the recording. I hope you guys will take the moment to find those pictures of yourself and connect to that version of yourself. Reach out to me if you want to do a one-on-one. -on -one. And I hope you just take the time to make that connection with your inner child. Next Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 5 p.m. Uh, sorry, Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> I will be doing a talk about enlightenment. The key, there's one very, very simple key to enlightenment. And I'm going to bring that in next week. So whether you're really just interested in enlightenment or whether you really want to achieve that, so to speak, because it's the journey, I highly recommend you tune in and watch the recording if you can't tune in live. And it'll be a lot of fun. And I really look forward to that because it's one of those, another one of those topics that I, I really, I love because when you really get it, it absolutely transforms everything in your reality. Thank you so much for joining me. Again, I'm Lisa Marie Shakti Ma. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week. <laughs>